This is Real Love Now, a ministry outreach of Pastor Don Allen in the Church at War Hill. As with every aspect of our ministry, the purpose of this broadcast is to lead people into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ to help you get real with God, fall in love with Him and His children, and discover your destiny now. Here's the message from Pastor Don Allen. Can I preach for just a few minutes? I need y'all to start praying because what happens is we pray for more and the children's workers start praying for deliverance. <laughs> it meets somewhere in the middle. Amen. All right. But I want you to open your Bibles quickly to Proverbs 29, 18. I feel like I have a word for these young people. I did not, Pastor Sam, I did not realize when I preached this message in the first two services that it was so applicable for young people today. This message is related to uh, knowing where you're headed. And every one of these kids that are graduating are going to be asked over the next few weeks, they're going to be asked, how, uh, uh, what are you going to do with your life? Now, let me just ask you a question. How many remember being asked that question when you graduated? How many of you, 30 years later, are still trying to find the answer to that question? You see, we always are trying to find the next. And in our lives, we've been doing a study called Refresh, where we've been studying about the doldrums. I, I don't want to stay here long because I don't have long on this, but the doldrums we learned a few weeks ago is where the north and the south winds and the east and west winds meet. And it's, a, it's an area around the equator that, that prior to this, this last century or so, uh, that when you sailed into that area, the winds died and a boat would literally end up uh, being caught and kept in that area because they couldn't find the wind to sail out. Now that's important for us today because for so many of us as believers, we end up in dry, stagnant places and we sail into these places and we can't find the life that we need to sell out. We just go, are going through the motions of our faith. My goodness, I feel, listen, I promise you, I have poured out everything I have to pour out today, but I promise you, if you'll join with me in this today, I'll give you everything that I have. And today I believe that there's an anointing in this house to help set your course because what happens if you allow yourself, my goodness, listen, I'm speaking prophetically. If you allow yourself to live in the place of where you're not really moving forward for God, what happens is in that place called the doldrums, storms arise. And because the storms arise in that area where there are no winds, the storms are not blown out. Listen to me. They're not blown out because they, uh, there's no wind to move them along and they beat down on whatever's in there over and over again until it sinks eventually. Some of your faith is in danger of sinking, not because God's not able. It's because you don't have direction for your life. Don't make me have to do both parts of this. Let me say that again. The reason is you don't have direction for your life. Can I get an amen? amen. The word says in Proverbs chapter 20, verse 18, Proverbs 29, 18, says, where there is no revelation. No what? Revelation. You're not there yet. Where there is no what? Revelation. The people cast off restraint, okay? Uh, uh, the King James says, where there is no vision, people perish. But blessed is the one who heeds wisdom's instructions. This is so important. The King James is teaching us here that without some kind of a, a, an idea of a vision where you're headed, the, the NIV is saying, I need to get clarity where I'm headed. Another said, unless I have divine guidance. And it's not that these are different. They're all bringing us to the same thing. I need to know what God's plan is for my life. Now, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a simple person. I like directions. Can I get an amen from anybody? 
I'm the guy who on Christmas Eve pulls out the directions, spreads them all out, and starts putting it together step by step. How many of you have ever put together a tricycle and realized that there's a part that you needed missing, but now you've got to take 14 steps off to put it on because it won't all go together because some person who had no logical mindset wrote or created this product. Can I get an amen from anybody? You see, but when I'm done, if I followed every step of the directions, I don't care if the thing is falling apart. It's your fault because I followed every step of your direction. And when you give me clarity, if I don't make it to your house, when I'm following the directions you gave me, it's your fault for not giving me clear directions. So many times that we're asking God, Lord, which way should I go? And the reality is God's word has already told us where to go. But then there are other times when we just need a word. Somebody in church will say, I need a word, or I've got a word. And I think that's church language for what it's really trying to say is that I need clarity on what God wants me to do. I've said many times that when people ask me, what are you going to do about this problem? What are you going to do about that problem? I've said, all I need is a word. Because if I have a word, I can do whatever it is. You can mark it down. We can accomplish it. We can do what God has sent us out to do. Come on now. All I need is clear direction. You know what? If I get into that the car with that lovely wife of mine right down there, and she looks at me and she says, baby, uh, I just like the way that your hair looked today. Come on now. I'm going to say, what do you want? Who said which one? Who said which one? Oh, I'll see you in the altar afterwards. But listen. But if she could say, I like your smile or something like that, I don't know, whatever. It's going to make me feel good. But can I tell you what's going to make me feel loved? When I get in the car with her and she looks at me and she says, shut up and drive me to Longhorns because that's where we're going. <laughs> the reason for that is I need the direction. Because I want to please her, and because I want to please her, all I need to, I need to stop trying. To, I found out a long time, I've been married this almost 31 years, I cannot read her brain. I don't know what her mind's thinking. If she tells me, then I'll please. If somebody says, well, what if you get to Longhorns, and Longhorns is shut down for remodeling? I know how to break it in her, people. Do you understand what I'm saying? The thing is, I will then enjoy it the more because to have to pay a greater price to please her shows her the willingness that I have to please her. Now, how many of you understand I'm trying to tell you there's a word from God. If God would just tell me what he wants me to do, if God would just show me what he wants me to do, then maybe, maybe I, I, I could show him how much I love him because I would do whatever it takes to please him. But the reality is this. God has shown us what to do. It's called his word. But you sit down on me now. The problem is sometimes we're not walking in the power of his word, but what we're desperately needing is a, we, we want a now word, which in Greek is called the rhema. We want a word that comes alive in us that speaks to us, that causes us to have faith again. Because if God will just tell me what he wants, and then sometimes God says to you, well, what do you want? Because that's not how this works. You're supposed to tell me what you want, so when I do it and I'm facing something, I can look at you and say, it's your fault. I followed your directions. Am I making sense to anybody? You see, faith comes from what? Hearing, according to Romans 10, 17. See, you're going to need to have faith in the word of God 
If you want to have a rhema word that activates your spirit in your life, and you're going to have to have a revelation of who God is so that you can experience these great truths. Now listen to me, this is so important. Faith in the word is birthed from faith in the one speaking. Are you with me? Faith in the word is birthed with faith in the one speaking. Some of you, if you tell me you're going to be at my house at 7 a.m., I'm first off going to ask you why. Secondly, I know you, and by knowing you, I'm going to be ready at 6 a.m. because you're always going to be 30 to 40 minutes early, and I want you to, I don't want to come outside. You go, I've been waiting on you. But some of you, if you say I'm coming, I'm not getting ready until I see your truck coming down the road because you've kept me waiting. Can I just tell you today, God's never kept me waiting. He's always right on time. You see, let me give you an example of a revelation that brought faith that changed everything. There's a character from the Bible that a lot of people uh, will ask, what's your opinion about that individual? Well, my opinion about that in this individual is that you don't mess with anybody's mama, much less Jesus's mama. There's this girl named Mary. She's a young teenage girl. Suddenly, she has an encounter with an angel and receives a word from God. Now listen to me. She's just out doing what she normally does. She's just living her life the way she normally lives her life, and suddenly she has an encounter with the word of the Lord. Listen to me. God's word most often finds us when we are living our lives according to his plan. If you're doing what God told you to do, everybody's out here running, I need God to show me what to do. No, what you need to do is line up with the word. But pastor, what if that goes against the 10 other friends that I have? Can I tell you, 10 other friends are going to come and go. People are going to change out in your life, but the word of the Lord will remain forever. And here's the beauty of this. Mary's just out walking alone. She's a young girl excited about an impending wedding. She's engaged. Now, you have to understand, in their, their culture, the moment she was engaged to him, she began to be like a wife to him in every way but one, and they had not yet consummated their marriage. She's already out uh, working in the house, getting to know her mother-in-law. She, she's doing tasks and chores for the family. She's already becoming his wife in so many ways, but yet Scripture tells us that they had not yet come together in a physical way. Listen to me, this is so important because this somebody this could change your life because she said we have not yet known each other. Why is that important? Because so many people would have thought, well, we're already engaged. We might as well go ahead and do like everybody else and step into physical sin together because we know we're going to get married anyway. But the thing is, God couldn't use the girl down the street who was already stepping out with her boyfriend. Come on now. He couldn't use the man down the road because he was too busy following his own lust to listen to the voice of God telling him to be holy. But he found a couple named Joseph and Mary who were honoring God in their relationship. And because their life was lined up with the word of God, God's word could be spoken into their life and bring a revelation. Some of you are going, I don't know where you are, Jesus. What you need to do is start doing what God told you to do in the first place. Uh-oh. Some of you go, well, what does God want me to do? You know what God wants you to do. When I sin, I know it's wrong from the moment I do it. Stop. Sorry, let me just put a mirror up. Stop. 
Because what happens is we get out of the flow of God's revelation because we're spending too much time outside of his word. See, if you need a word, what you need to do is start living by his word. See, when we live according to his word, watch this, we find, this is important, favor with God. There are going to be millions of graduates over the next few weeks. There are going to be all of these people who now have a diploma and a funny-looking hat. Come on now. But there's not going to be millions that have found favor, but it's only those who walk according to the word. I'm reminded of, of something I heard the other night. I thought it was, I thought it was extremely cheesy. So cheesy that if it were cheese, it'd be that spray can cheese. I mean, you know what I'm talking about, right? Extremely cheesy, but so true. It says, the guy said, he said, I talked to a friend of mine, and every time I talked to a friend of mine, he said, how you doing? He said, well, I'm walking in the fog. Does that sound like fun to anybody? I'm walking in the fog. I thought, where, where are you going with this? He said, I'm walking in the favor of God. I said, wait a minute now, hold on. <laughs> he said, that way, when he's driving down the road and he sees a sign that says fog advisory, most people get nervous, but I start relying on the one in whose favor carries me and leads me along the way. Most people get worried when a storm comes up, but I don't have to worry when the fog of a storm rolls in because I'm walking in the favor of God every day of my life. Why? Because I'm living according to his word. You can't do God's word and God not show up and show himself strong in your life. Amen. Well, Pastor, do you really believe that? Scripture says that God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Feel this. Paul Roberts went to his son, this man who was a world-renowned preacher, presidents called for his advice. He said on, he had been a banker at one point in his life. He sat on a, a 27 bank boards. Everybody wanted his favor. People wanted to talk to him. He, when he, when he shone the light on someone, that, that it would grow. Their ministries, their lives, their jobs would, would expound. But he went down to the college one day and he sat down with his son Richard and he looked at his son and he said these words to Richard. He said, Richard, he said, he said, son, he said, but daddy, 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 stop. Why won't you help me, daddy? Daddy, why won't you help me? And he said, son, don't you understand? That I'm a father who can show so much more favor than so many because I've been blessed to have so much influence. He said, but you're not living in a way I can bless. Some of you feel like you're some kind of forgotten, abandoned unclaimed child of the living God. Can I tell you that is a lie from the devil? If you feel like God somehow wrote you off and wrote you out, then, then listen to me. This is so important. You need to understand, listen to me, that when God makes a promise to you for no word from God will ever fail, according to Luke one thirty seven. no word. In other words, nothing is impossible with God. If you'll start lining your life up with the word of God, the favor of God, the fog of God is going to come rolling into your life and change everything. A Greek word there, no word, nothing, nothing is impossible with the Lord. This is so important. God says, I'm going to do something in your life. Mary says, but here's why you can't. Now that sounds silly, right? 
There's an angel in front of you saying, God wants to do something great in your life. And the first thing that she says is, well, I mean, I can't. I, I'm, I'm a virgin. Listen to what I'm about to say to you. I may be your pastor, but right now I'm carrying the word of the living God. And as I stand in front of you today, I'm preaching his truth. And I declare that God has a calling and a purpose and an anointing on your life. And God wants to do something great inside of you. And why in the world when I say that, do you think I'm talking about the person next to you? Because you feel like, oh, oh no, no, here's the excuse why I can't. Listen, so important. Here's the excuse why I can't. What if Joseph had said, I'm a convicted felon. I was tried. Joseph was tried for sexual assault. Joseph could have said, look, my world is gone. He was innocent, but yet falsely accused and convicted. And he could have used that as an excuse for the rest of his life. And when he was called to the palace, what if he said, I have no business being in the palace because I've spent too much time in the prison. But I want you to listen to this preacher today. It wasn't his time that in a coat of many colors that prepared him for the palace. It was his time in a pit. And it was his time walking behind a camel all the way to Egypt. And it was his time in Potiphar's house. And it was his time in prison that prepared him to do what he needed to do. See, some of you are trying to tell me why God can't use you. But God sent a loud mouth preacher this morning to tell you what you need is clarity and stop using your life as an excuse and realize that God chose you. God called you. And what you see is the reason why he can't use you. It's the very reason he chose you. Moses stuttered, but he never needed an interpreter. Daniel was old. David was young. Mary was innocent. What she had to do was believe. Believe the supernatural promise of God. Now, it's going to sound like a really strange story, but just stay with me. The other day, I don't know if I shared this in here or not, but I shared it with one service last week. But the other day, I'm riding along. This is going to sound silly, but Christina and I are riding along, and Jonah's, our grandson's in the car. You've heard of Jonah and the whale? This is the story of Jonah and the bear. We're riding along, and Jonah just asked me out of the blue. He says, he says, Papa, what do bears eat? I said, well, bears are, I mean, I wanted to be, you know, sound like a kind of halfway smart grandfather. And I said, well, bears are omnivores. That means they eat meat and vegetation. And he, he didn't get that. I said, they eat grass. And he said, they don't eat grass. I said, no, 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 Jonah, Jonah, bears eat grass. It's, it helps their digestion. I, Papa, they don't eat grass. Goodness. I'm like, listen to your all-knowing grandfather. I know what I'm talking about. So I thought I'd change the subject. I said, well, they eat bugs. He said, gross, bears don't eat bugs. Christina's like looking over her shoulder going, Jonah, don't speak to your grandfather like that. And she's like, he's like, that's not true. It's not true. Bears don't eat grass and they don't eat bugs. And I said, what stops arguments nowadays? I said, honey, pull out your smartphone and Google it. And she showed him video evidence. 
bear eating grass. And he said, huh. She showed him video evidence, bear eating buds. Gross. Hmm. We arrived, and I'm thinking, maybe, you know, how this, this ride went kind of sideways. He storms off to his daddy. As daddy and I connect up inside the building, I said, weirdest conversation. Describe the conversation to him. He said, oh, that explains why Jonah walked right up to me and said, dad, do bears eat grass and bugs? I said, well, what'd you tell him? He said, well, I've told you, son, bears eat grass and bugs. And he said, he went, okay, and went off and had fun. <laughs> Your all-knowing grandfather has descended from on high and given you wisdom. With video evidence. And all you really need is a word from daddy? This loudmouth preacher has come to this pulpit with a word. And we're surrounded by physical video, as it were, evidence, if we could replay everybody's lives. But yet, what you really need is a word from your Heavenly Father. Because if you would hear Him say, you can make it, you can do it, you can make it through this storm. See, the devil's trying to convince you that he's got you stuck in the doldrums and you're gonna get beat to death right where you are. But God sent me with a word that he will overshadow you and you shall conceive of the Holy Spirit a vision, a revelation, something worth living for. Would you stand with me today? Very, very simple, very, very true. This is important. It's so important. Because the one thing that you lack is the trust in the one who's speaking. But Mary said, I can't. And then he said, but let God do. And, and, and then she said, well, okay, if God will do it, let it be done unto me. This is verse 38, Luke 1, 38. Let it be done unto me. Everything you have said about me come true, O Lord. Let what you have promised become a reality in my life. Watch this. I've got a word from the Father that he can use me, that he'll give me clarity, that he's not through with me. I don't know who needs to hear that God is not through with you. And I've got a word. And now I'm looking for people who will say with me, let your every promise be done in me, O oh God. Let your every truth become a reality in my life. May I know you in the fullness of your resurrection power. With every head bowed and every eye closed in this place. If you're here today and you say, Pastor Don, I need clarity for my life. I need God to speak a word into me and I'm willing to believe my Father's promises. Can I see your hand right where you are? Would you hold it up high? Hold it up high. Don't, don't keep it down. Hold it up. Yes, hands all over this place. You can put those down. God's come to speak to you. I'm going to pray for you in just a moment. I want you to notice I did not embarrass anyone that raised their hand. 
Many of you are tuning in online. You're saying, that's for me, that's for me, that's for me. But right now, I wonder who present, who watching, who listening, who say with me, Pastor, I need, I need a word from God, but I know before I can get it, I have to line up with his word and surrender my heart to Jesus Christ. You may have given God your word that you would serve him, but you've not. You may have told him a thousand times, hey, I'll, I'll, I'll get it right this time, but you haven't. God's not condemning you. God wants to use those scars. He wants to use your life just the way it is. And so if you're here today and you say, Pastor, today's the day. I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to, you saw the way that ones just raised their hand. I just want to pray with you. You say, today's the day you either want to give your life to Jesus Christ or you want to rededicate your life to Christ. I want to see your hand right where you are. Would you hold it up high? Would you hold it up high? Thank you. Thank you. Who will join with these two, three? Thank you. Who will join with these three, four? Thank you. Who will join with these? All right, you can put your hands down if they're up right now. If you're online and you say, that's me, I'm joining with them. I'm joining with them. I think that's important. I just want you to type the word word. Just type the word word because that means you're receiving the word of God into your life. We're going to pray a prayer right here in just a moment. Is there anyone else that you thought you had missed that? You thought you missed your opportunity. God's calling somebody back into the anointing of ministry. God's calling somebody, but it's going to start right here with re Re, rededicating your life to Jesus Christ. You go, you know, you, you know Jesus as your Savior, but you've not been serving Him. This is it. Where are you? I'm waiting for one more at least. Where are you? I'm waiting for this hand. I'm looking around this room. Is there another? I feel it in my heart. I feel that in my spirit. God's drawing you. Thank you. Thank you. I see that. Is there another? Thank you, Jesus. All right, we're going to pray a prayer loudly together, a prayer of commitment to Christ. The Bible says we will confess Jesus Christ as Lord and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead. We would be born again. And then I'm going to pray for all of you, and this service is going to be over. Lift your voices with me now. Jesus, Jesus by, faith, by faith, I confess I, confess, I, am, a I am a sinner in need, in need of a Savior. And in Jesus' name, in Jesus name Heavenly, Father, Heavenly Father, I receive your grace from this moment forward all that I have all that I will ever be belongs to you I declare God is my father heaven is my home and Jesus is my savior father I thank you the many that are beginning that journey for the very first time some are going to come in and go into baptism with us in the next few weeks Thank you for what you've done. Thank you for what you're going to do. And Lord, now for everyone who needs a word, they need clarity. God, I thank you that they're not going to need everybody else's opinion. They're going to get yours. Lord, they've not seen the evidence around them. They've not heard the word of a preacher. But Lord, they're going to hear your voice speaking to them by the power of your Holy Spirit. And Lord, they're going to know that God is not against them. That God is for them. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. How many of you are glad that God's for us? Amen. That's today's word from Pastor Don Allen to help you get real with God, fall in love with Him all over again, and live out your destiny now. To learn more about our pastor and the ministry of the church at War Hill, join us online at warhill.com. Then join us in worship at one of our North Georgia locations. Service times are Sundays at 8.15, 9.30, and 11 a.m., where you will find Real Love Now.